to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Zdira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Last week, the party <laughs> arrived at a city on the southern island. Well done, the well city done. was full of magical technological marvels like animalist carriages, multi-story architecture, and mass-produced clothing. And a blend of people they hadn't seen anywhere else in this world, with humans, elves, dwarves, gnomes, and more, traditionally found underground here, going about their days on the surface casually amongst turtle people, lizard people, and frog people. After following signs through this interesting and unique city, our adventurers found themselves in a large public plaza with people lounging and picnicking everywhere. At the center of this plaza stood a building of very familiar design. It seems they've found this island's Arcanium with its doors wide open and people coming and going freely. What lies within the walls of this Arcanium? Will all of the secrets of the world be revealed to them at last? Or is this basically a shopping mall food court? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Hello. Hey. The dreams, the dream. <laughs> that it's a shopping mall food court? Yeah, how fun. Amazing. Right? I, Who doesn't need a bit of Panda Express in their I life? I was just oh, thinking I love that. Panda Express. I, <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily care for Panda Express. Don't hate me. But... I have not had good Chinese food since I left New York. Oh, well, yeah, sure. And that makes me very sad. I know, I, it well, doesn't make any freaking sense. The Chinese food yeah. I had in New York was uh, not good. Uh, well, well, that's now, wait, kind I think of we need the to, point. I want I was going to say, I think we need to define good. Yeah, yeah, right. it, yeah I think it's well, that then it's you need to, not Well, then you good. need to go to a, a panda. That's what you need to do. No, because <laughs> that's, 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 that's bad that's chain Chinese. That's a whole different... But yeah, no, I need I need the like shitty place on the corner that has a bulletproof glass and has chicken wings. This is this is very clearly a specific restaurant. <laughs> yes. We are not talking generally here. There is a specific place that exists in the city of New York that Vizdira is describing right now. It's oh, I've seen plenty of those. Yeah, and I know exactly what you're describing. <laughs> Any Chinese food place in the Bronx or Harlem, basically. And it's funny oh, that it's funny that y'all went straight to Chinese food because I went straight to the free chicken teriyaki samples from the oh. Japanese oh, place. From the Japanese yeah. place. Yeah. I mean, where free they're just like standing out and like handing them out. And then there's like the Taco Bell and the Sabaro that no oh, one's the ever. Sparrow, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. never. We. It's funny because we're speaking of this as people in COVID who can't go yeah. to a mall, but also like people who live slash lived in New York and it's hard to get to a mall. And yeah. also like malls are kind of dead now. So there's like, yeah. it's threefold of like, um, what's nostalgia. the word? Nostalgia. Thank you. Nostalgia. Yes. <laughs> I remember going up to Connecticut once in a while and walking like a mile with my friends to go to the mall. And we just spend the day there. And now yeah. I walk around like, because it's all outdoor malls here, but it's like I walk around. I'm like, what the hell did we do all what day did we long? Do all day. <laughs> you Just would like get, stand around. Like, you'd usually start with like a coffee or mm-hmm. an ice cream, and then you'd walk into the stores and you'd mm-hmm. maybe buy a little something. Yeah. Um. Like, sometimes there were money. movie theaters, and then you'd have to stop for Cinnabon. Uh, um, yeah, Mrs. Field. It was it was munching. Cinnabon. Yeah. Auntie Anne's. Yeah. Aunt, Aunt Annie's. I always do that. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh. Mm-hmm. Those pretzels. Mm-hmm. Stop. Mm-hmm. And the cheese well. sauce. They'd give you cheese sauce. <laughs> I hope no one was hungry when they started yeah. listening to this. <laughs> I hope no one was expecting Dungeons and Dragons. Wait, but I do, oh, well. I do have a story before we get started because I am, right. I'm very eager to get started because I am so excited to find out what is going to happen because I don't know what we're about to do. Well, you want to go to the mall. Yeah, neither do I. Yeah. Um, what if... 
what if it actually was a food court? Like he made that joke, but like he knows what it is. So he's like, it's actually a food court. Um, Quickly okay. scribbles out six pages of notes, just writes taco oh, bell. Oh, six pages. Come on. <laughs> Two. No, Two it's pages. like three quarters of a page. You make a constitution <laughs> save for that taco bell. Oh, yeah. yeah right. Absolutely. With disadvantage. Um, so the other just night, cause... I got a message at like, I don't know, midnight or something. Um, I was asleep. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> and it was two very long videos oh, from Bizdira slash Lydia. Oh, no. Of her being very wine drunk. Was it wine drunk? It was wine drunk. Yeah. Okay. Very wine drunk, sitting in front of her TV, <laughs> singing songs from The Nightmare Before Christmas. <gasps> now, these are not going to be released. These no. were specifically for Cheeky, but... The reason I tell this story is because, first of all, she's actually got a really good voice, so she's off the hook. She's not off the hook anymore. She's got to sing. <laughs> um, second of all, when she sang Jack's song, which is What's This? Cheeky calls uh-huh. Jack's song. What's this Jack's song? When he goes in and the snow takes him in, she leans back and throws her hands up and she's sitting on the floor and lifts her legs up and goes, whoa, <laughs> like she's falling into it. Well, <laughs> since then, this has been about a week. Since then, my daughter will lean back and go, Jack, fly? And then she goes, whoa. (laughs) That's awesome. So it's not even a part of the movie, but then we called my sister-in-law today for her birthday, and she saw their TV, and they were watching Nightmare Before Christmas, and she goes, Jack, fly. Whoa. So that's our story about Miss Lydia. I just like uh, the whoa. I like the sound that comes with it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's uh, such a great button for the series of conversations we've had yes, about Nightmare definitely. Before Christmas. Absolutely. Definitely. Hey, should we play some D&D? Yes, yes please. What's that? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> some dungeons and some You dungeons. walk into the you walk into this arcanium and it's like, "Whoa." <laughs> Oh, dear listeners, we ain't getting shit done today. <laughs> All right. I am picturing us, like the, the people, I, this is a, we're, you can start the music here. We, I, we can and the music. now go the music. I'm picturing us as like time travelers, but like the time travelers have, they're like from the 1800s and then they show up like in the now. Like that's how I'm picturing everybody looking at us like we're these like crazy very, people. Very, very like hocus pocus, very uh-huh. like tis firm. Oh, like, yes, exactly. Just like, <laughs> careful, Winnie. That's what I'm expecting. Is everyone yeah. is just like, who do we, are these? Do we need a calming circle first? Yeah, calming circle. I am calm. Oh, sister. <laughs> thou art not being honest, honest with thyself, are we? Okay, uh-huh. you, you guys will do the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you and do it. And then we'll get sued. And then we'll get no, sued. No, no, uh, it's just lines. It's just lines. Oh, goodness. Uh, so you're in, you're in this uh, plaza. There are people all around, and the people are quite the eclectic crew of, of species and folk. Sniv is, is in fact with you and is just sort of pretty much since you walked inside the city gates, his mouth has just been hanging open catching flies as he looks around with giant eyes. Is he uh, is he unusual to them? Oh, you mean because he's a kobold? Yeah. I don't know that he really does get too many too many additional glances uh, for a couple of reasons. One, there are enough different looking folk here on the southern island that I, I think a new uh, species wouldn't cause that much discussion, but also some people probably, like, if they only just glance at him, probably think he's, like, a lizard person but a child. <laughs> okay. We'll use that to our advantage.
damage. I was just thinking about that. This is the first moment in which I've considered that people probably think Sniv is a lizard person child, and that's hilarious. <laughs> that's how we're gonna get an interview with the mayor. Yes, this kid wants to talk to you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, and he's like, and at the center of this I plaza do, yes. is <laughs> the center of this plaza is very clearly the Arcanium, a one story. Although you know, if previous experience is any indication, it goes deep underground. One story, sort of stone building with carvings all around the sides. And the biggest difference in this one is that the front door is, as I mentioned, uh, wide open, and people are coming and going from the building, sort of very casually. Is there like an information desk, like right inside? Like a, <laughs> you would have to go in to see. There isn't. There isn't one like sort of right at the uh, what, like at the entrance in the doorway. But perhaps further in, there might be. I don't think Flick is brave enough to talk to anybody about this. I'm I think just he gonna... just wants to go inside. Yeah, but yeah there is I feel just like we're in. all like flies drawn to the light. Like we're just yeah. like we have to. Ha we need it. We have to go in. What if there's the room downstairs with the the globes, and then there's like definitions below it. Like we could have all the answers today. <laughs> That's, that's, that's a that's the title. That's okay. where we're gonna leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you all can can absolutely walk up and and you see. I think I mentioned last week that you can see that there are carvings all along the outside, which you sort of uh, were also the case. Well, not in the Eastern Island because the Eastern Island Arcanium was in pieces. Uh, but the one on the Last Refuge, the Western Island, you could sort of see designs and carvings all around the outside. But it was so weather worn and covered in in you know. Uh, foliage that had grown up vines and stuff that had grown up on the walls that it was never really clear what they were but they are perfectly well preserved here they're well maintained uh it's it's uh well sort of kid is giving me a look yes dear i'm just trying to remember from our from the last refuge and the first mm -hmm. arcanium weren't there symbols on the side that we could see that um connected to each uh element or whatever yeah so there are so those if i remember correctly those were sort of by where the keys slotted yeah. in. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can go around, right now you all are sort of facing the front, but if you wanted to go around and, and like make a, a perimeter of the building and sort of check out the sides, you could. I would like to, I think Kit would like to do that. Yeah. Click two. Uh, that is fine with me. I'm going to look up which keys belong on this island because I don't remember. We need to know uh, now. <laughs> I like for us, this is like one of the most important facts that we should learn about each of these places. And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I got it. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you take a little uh, a little clockwise detour around the building to check everything out. The first thing that you notice is you can see very clearly where the shape of the, the key, it's the same shape as all the others you've seen. No surprises there. Uh, and if you remember back to when you opened the Arcanium uh, on the last refuge on the Western Island, you put the key in, a sort of plate came down in front of it and then the key was sort of sucked away into the building. The plates are down on these so you can see like this all makes sense everything seems you know it, it seems like it was opened using the keys blah 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 and the first symbol that you see uh, above the key just on the side uh, of the building to the left of the front door uh, is the sign for evocation magic and we're just going we're just sort of making a quick trip around to collect the types is that the plan here? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah so uh, you you continue around, you get to the back and see that the element here on this uh, Arcanium is air. And then you finally, you continue around to the last, to the fourth and final side of this building. I guess I'm not counting the roof. And you find the symbol for conjuration. So the keys for this Arcanium are evocation, conjuration, and air element. 
Well, that was easy. Indeed. <laughs> it was a Staples Easy button. That's literally exactly the sound I heard in my head. <laughs> yep, same. <laughs> Uh, and then you make yourself, you know, you make your way back around to the front, to the front door, and proceed inside. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And proceed inside. So inside, you can see, you look around, and there are, first of all, there are people everywhere. There are a lot of people in here, milling about, wandering in and out of different corridors that you can see, and uh, lots of, lots of children, lots of like wide eyes, because they're looking at what is very clearly the lobby entrance hall of a museum. And there is, in fact, an informational kiosk just sort to of say, there's right an information in the desk. center, just like, just like Bizdira asked. There is sort of an informational kiosk uh, sort of in the center of this lobby. And you can see there really are sort of two main exhibit halls, one on either side, uh, that most people seem to be going in and out of. Uh, and, and then, you know, there's the information kiosk and a little seating area with tables and chairs and oh why not a little cafe a little cafe so it's like a mini food court back there why not um <laughs> i think that we actually should get some coffee because i think we might get super hyped do we have any currency for this island yeah what what the heck is going on do there do we see I like like the little euro sign, a little pound sign, <laughs> dollar sign, gold. There have been a lot of signs that we don't know what the, they say anyway. That, that so true. I do have a, is this, is this shaped the same? Cause like the, the first floor was the Wizard of Oz. So like, is this shaped the same as that? Um, well, uh, why don't you make me, yes. This is the, this is the entryway where the, the, the elements attacked us, right? So we have to go down. Well, so interesting. Uh, why don't you all make intelligence history checks? Because because all of you are kind of right. So I want to see what you all are able to piece together. Nice. Oh, good. Uh, well, let's do you last then. So, Bizdira. 17. Great. Flick. It is a, an 18. Kit. I'm a little overwhelmed. Uh, it was just a and, 10. <laughs> okay. And uh, Bria. A non-natural 20. Okay. So uh, Kit, is, Kit is still thinking maybe about like, now that you know, do you know all of the keys for the Eastern Island? Do you know that one of them was necromancy? Do you know the other two for the Eastern Island? I don't think so. And I think that I brought this up before that we should have asked Fiona and we didn't. I think <laughs> Oh, it was, that's right. I remember that now. I think the conversation was that we had, because we did this, we had this conversation like right before we left. And the two people that we were going to send to go check on Fiona, we asked if they could find out for us, like something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you can find out tonight at your check, your nightly check-in with Octavia then. They can okay. have that information. And it's okay. not like it's a secret, so that's fine. So Kit is just sort of pondering, you know, what you know. You now know seven of the 12 keys and where they belong and just sort of pondering that. The rest of you, though, are doing exactly what Bria asked, which is sort of uh, looking at the layout here and comparing it to what you know of the Arcanium on the Western Island. And what it looks like, they're all pretty decent roles, the three of you. What it looks like is that um, you can sort of see where some of the walls are, like... Mm, for lack of a better way to put it, like original construction walls, but the layout of the rooms in here has obviously been renovated. So you can see some walls that sort of match up to what you're expecting and look like they're of the same material as the outside, but you can also see where like walls maybe have been knocked down or walls have been added with a different material, sort of a different masonry technique. Uh, and so the layout of rooms on this, at least here on the ground floor, is quite different 
from from what you saw in the Western Island. So going back to Bizdira's question, then can we get in? Uh, you can get in. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's like the Met on a Wednesday, Thursday. It doesn't cost Wednesday. anything to get in. It's free. Wednesday. Wednesday. And okay. if it's faux free, it's faux me. You know what I mean? What <laughs> is the Met a uh, donation anyway? It is a pay which. Yeah. So there is a little donation bucket that you know some people are tossing money in, but it is a it is a pay which you can. Is so. the money in the donation bucket similar to the money that we have on our persons? What money that you have on your purse? We did we spend all money. of our busking money? You oh no, yeah, we gave it to the fancy tavern. magic items. Yeah, and then you gave it to the tavern. That's yeah. right. We gave it to the tavern. I well, Bizdira gave it, but it was everybody's money. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna ask Bria, do you put a shiny beetle in the donation? Uh, bucket? <laughs> I don't want to get kicked out. I really feel like they might get kicked out. I was going to say, no. I, <laughs> let's not put know. a rotting insect into the donation <laughs> it's bucket. It's going to make us look even odder. We already are... Well. It's so strange. It's just a matter of do you want to, do you really want to like step into that oddness? Like really just lean into it a little. Sister. <laughs> no, I'm not being honest with no. myself. <laughs> uh, so you don't have to pass by the information desk. There are very obviously two sort of halls. Do they have at the kiosk, is there like a little display of maps? Like paper maps? Yeah, I want a brochure. Mm-hmm. So there are two big title signs and you can't read either of them. Okay. Uh, but there are little brochures and maps at the kiosk. Uh, and as you see, there are a bunch of different ones in a bunch of different languages. Okay, Dude. and there is, I'm assuming there's one in Draconic, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe let's go with Common. <laughs> elvish? There, we saw elves. There is there is one in Draconic, but as soon as you pick it up and start reading it, you realize that like clearly they used Google Translate because it's a mess. Uh, is there one in yes, common? There there is one in in common. Uh, it is a it is an old sort of common. Uh, it's it's sort of old fashioned, and you can see that there's a bunch of them in uh, still in that like section of the of the brochure holder. Uh, but yes, you do find one that you can understand. Is there one like which one seems the most modern out of the languages we speak, or the oh, most probably the probably the common one? Honestly, there are a few other languages that you speak, but they are all like the draconic. They all sort of seem a little off from what you know, um, or they're just languages that you don't recognize at all. Okay, common it is. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So you you have a look at the uh, well. I don't know. You tell me what you're doing. So you pick up common pick up a map. and maps, uh, and so you can see the names of the two exhibits. One of them is called. Sustainable Magical Energy and You, and the other is called The Mandate. Truths, uh, sorry, Myths, Legends, and Truth. I vote Mandate. Oh, I just got really tense. My chest just got really tense because, ugh. Because learning about sustainable magical energy is really a very intense thing. Mm, well, yes, um, more because um, history is written by the winners. So we're going to learn stuff, but how much of this is going to be true? That's what stresses me out. Okay. Mandate? <laughs> is there, uh, is there, it, it has the two areas, like, does the mm -hmm. map show, like, the elevator goes down to this? Like, are there different floors? Uh, there are not. On the brochure, mm -hmm. it's, it only, it only maps out the sing this single ground floor. But okay. we know better. And I want to get downstairs. Me, Me too. too. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all were like, that's not true. 
<laughs> Talk about myths, legends, and truths, my ass. Okay, so should we start moving towards one of these? And with our knowledge of what the map is in our head from our temple, can we try to kind of look around for maybe like employee-only doors or places that we might be able to start sneak in? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, everything's a little bit different. So you're in sort of, you're in this lobby area. You don't immediately see any doors or whatever heading really anywhere other than the two exhibits and the little cafe food court area but but perhaps as you move through you will notice other things um so yeah yes i i am not super comfortable with sneaking around this place like i feel like we need to find the curator of the museum we need to find the mayor of the town like i feel like this should be kind of instead of like creeping around and like being sneaky i think we should be pretty like straightforward in this that's Island, fair. Personally. Just because it is so civilized, I would rather not spend um, time in prison here. I feel like... <laughs> yeah, my only concern is just that, like, they are gonna say no. Maybe. <laughs> and then we already put a target on ourselves and they're gonna be watching us a little bit closer. Poss- but yeah, I do yeah, think well, we should look for, for a mayor or someone. I, f- I think this is the question for the group, though. Once we do find the way to sneak downstairs, what are we gonna do? Just right. just look around or, or steal the keys, God. Wait, like, are we stealing wait, the Declaration of Independence here? <laughs> like, what are we doing? I love that movie. Um, no, so wait, hold the, on. Kit's got studio. something. Yeah. Kit's got something. Well, I I'm inclined to say we're not we're not sneaking down there now. Like I think we need to figure out like what is happening here and figure out like if we if we find out that like I don't know that evil robots control this island that we know <laughs> how to go downstairs. Not necessarily that we're doing it right now. That was just an example, y'all. Talk about scribbling <laughs> out notes right now. Just yeah. no. <laughs> Mox took a Mox felt that from the Eastern Island. Yeah. Was I wasn't thinking about Mox kind of robots. I was thinking about like oh. evil robots. Like Robert. Like the robots that killed Bizdira. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And Robert. Yes. So <laughs> no, not Robert. The... Evil. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess Oh, I'm that's sorry. Debatable. Evil, not chaotic. Yes. Right, right, right. Um, I think the main thing is we need to decide like what is, what is the purpose of being here besides like trying to protect and stop siblings from, you know, activating the node. Now, the other thing is, how do we know that the node isn't actually already activated, considering how advanced this culture is and then how advanced everything is here? Like, who's to say that they didn't already activate it years and years and years ago? And maybe so, that's why things went silent. So my I, instinct I, is that it's fine because of the sustainable magical energy in you. My instinct is that they figured out how to keep this thing running. But right. let's find Say, let's why maybe go through go the museum and learn. Let's, let's, let's do that. He Mandate. literally was like, you Mandate. guys had all these questions. Jim has been sitting here like, answers. oh my God, I have the answers no. for you. Just shut up. <laughs> no, actually. Now, normally you would be correct. However, no, I'm actually super proud because I wasn't the one who had to ask the question this time of what in the hell do you all think you're doing here? <laughs> right. I think no, I think it's such a great point. I do think like let's take some time and do some reading here because yeah. I think we're gonna get some let's really play interesting lore, <laughs> and then we can go from there. We also, I mean, just backtracking, thinking about what we're doing here. We have to find Flick's brother, right? Am I making that up? <laughs> so yeah, like our goal was coming down here to find Flick's brother. It, Fiona said, if I remember correctly, like he would be the one that would maybe 
we can have a conversation with him. I, I think us learning this stuff now and just taking a quick glance through all of this stuff and then depending on what we find, maybe looking for doors and stuff, I do think maybe we should have a chat with, we're gonna get contact with someone on this. I, I think a lot of stuff's gonna happen today. We, mm-hmm. Yeah, we have many, yeah. many things to do. Um, in regards to Bro, we knew that he was coming down here, but we don't necessarily know where he was, like, totally. his whereabouts are unknown. And, I, and I, I do think that, I think, Bria, we talked last time about maybe the fourth key on this island being his and maybe mm-hmm. teleporting out of here. Like, mm-hmm. we just have a lot of theories. So yeah. maybe let's go on a little stroll through the museum just to start out. Yeah, I am all for learning as much as we can. I was just trying to remember, why did we come here in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> Because we're just afraid of the Northern Island. That's the I was going to say, because it seemed safer than going to the tieflings. I mean, we're 10th level yes. and all, but, you know, they've probably been leveling up as well. I'm only 9th level. Aw, poor Flake. Yeah, well. Hey, everybody. Your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, we stand with Black Lives Matter and our black siblings fighting for justice. That fight is not over just because we're tired and we still have work to do. Second of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be frabjous, oh, frabjous day, kalu kalay, if you could pop, what was that, on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcasts from, and leave us a rating and a review. We'll always read five-star reviews on the air as soon as we're able, and the more of them we get, the more visible the show becomes, and the more people we get to listen. Doesn't have to take more than just a few seconds, and it really does help us out a ton. We also want to remind everyone that we have our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dnd, last refuge, to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much more. In addition, by supporting our Patreon, you'll also be supporting multiple other content creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program. A list of the creators that we're patronizing is available on our Patreon page. Right now, I want to take a minute to thank some of our incredible patrons and thank them for making all of this possible. Thank you so much to our Heralds of Denier, Shimmy Gangot, Tanya, and Sir Mox the Magnificent, to our honorary party member, Matthew Allen, and to our Shimmer Scale tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliyahu of Merck Grove, Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge, and Misty. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much, much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. As usual, we are excited to remind you about our partnership with Codename Entertainment and Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. We do have a free gold chest code for the game in our episode notes every week, so if you play or if you want to get started playing, be sure to check out our episode notes and use that gold chest code. It expires when a new episode drops, so be sure to use it before then. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music you hear on our show. You can find their collections at BattleBards.com, ScottBuckley.com.au, and IncompTech.FilmMusic.io, respectively. As always, you can also check out the episode notes to find track names, artist names, and links. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links found on our website and in the episode notes when you shop there so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We, of course, want to thank D&D Beyond as well for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you somehow aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go to dndbeyond.com and check out their services. You won't regret it. Okay, fairly short and sweet this week. I think that is all the announcements we've got, so thanks so much for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, wear a mask, and happy gaming, y'all. 
So, uh, I do, uh, obviously Bizdira has a very strong, uh, opinion towards the mandate exhibit, but, uh, someone also made reference to the sustainable magical energy, so which way are we gonna go first? I vote mandate. I vote magical energy. Oh, Kit. <laughs> now, you could tie it, and I don't know, I guess we could roll for it? Who's the vice president here? Who's the oh, vice Smith president? Oh, Sniff could vote, no, I, who's the, yeah. Uh, well, Kit has to, because if Kit says mandate, then it's not a tie anyway. I, yeah, I want to go to the mandate first. Sorry. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Bria, how much of you really wanted to go to sustainable magic and energy and how much of you was just being a contrarian? Uh, I wanted to go to that just because that felt natural and fluid through the conversation we were having more so than my interest in one over the other. Also, you asked who's, the, who's the vice president. Who's the president? <laughs> Sniv, obviously. Oh, so clearly. I said, well, because he said he was talking about a tie and so I was saying the vice president has to break the tie. Because mm. the Senate. Topical. <laughs> well, it is now, but in three weeks when this episode comes out. <laughs> All right, so we have uh, Bri. Are you gonna uh, dejectedly go along with them, or are you just oh, gonna I'm go just explore gonna go sustainable along. magical energy on your own? No, no, I'm fine. I'm gonna. What I'll do is, as we as we're walking over there, I'm gonna circle on the map the things in sustainable magical energy and you that look interesting to me. Okay, okay. I will say the you know the exhibits the 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 configuration inside the building are is different, uh, but the building is still about the same size. So you know there isn't the, the exhibits aren't huge. Uh, I don't have that much. Uh, so you all can head off to the right uh, through the doors uh, above which reads, uh, well, something that you, based on your brochures, assume says, the mandate, myths, legends, and truth. Now, as you go in here, the the convenience of your uh, multi of the multilingual map brochures sort of does come to a gentle end, uh, as the exhibits themselves are not translated into every uh, language under the sun. But there's a lot of there are some things in the brochure that sort of give you the general sense of areas of the exhibit, and there's also just a lot. I mean, like in any museum, there's a lot to look at, and there's a lot of like you know. D diagrams and infographics and stuff like that. So. Are there any audio tours available? That was my thought too. Um, I did think about it, but no, I, I don't think so. <laughs> we did consider it seriously, but but no. Uh, is there uh, anyone wearing like a red vest that has an eye on it or they, yeah. whatever letter <laughs> starts my, for my information? My instinct is actually to look for someone yeah, right who's looks like an elf because that might be the best way to that we know like they maybe speak well, elvish yeah I, I speak elvish so i can translate or just look for a dragon what do they speak nobody liked it what, all right what do wizard <laughs> folk speak oh you know what maybe draconic right that's what i was thinking was don't like, they have their don't they have their own language am i making that up also in my mind? possibly that let's see no they speak draconic nice oh lovely so more stuff should actually be in Draconic here is what you're saying. Uh, well, no, because, and, and you all, if you really sit and think about it, would have figured this out. It seems like all like um, species languages have sort of been subsumed by whatever this main language is that you all have been seeing everywhere that none of you speak. Is it oh. English? What was that? Um, <laughs> there was a language. It never got off the ground, but what was it called? It's that Japanese. Like, huh? Yeah. The I said it's Japanese. No, Go on. No, no, no. There was a language that was going to be like a universal language. For... Oh, uh, 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 wait, I know the answer to this. Yeah, I, I knew you would. I just like I Esperanto. Esperanto. Yeah. Is it is everything just in Esperanto? And that's like, why yeah, I like that. Actually read it. That it's in Esperanto. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so you all can walk in, and, and and what are you doing? You're keeping an eye out for an elf or a dragon, or you're what are we doing? Or a person with a vest. A dragon. So, oh God. Someone that could help us. Someone <laughs> who looks like maybe, or a teacher. A teacher. Liara is here. It's so weird. Uh, 
I just want to know hey, what girl. we see when we walk in this room. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so yeah, so you walk in and there are lots of people and, and you will, uh, there don't appear to be a ton of um, like staff, tour guide, museum guide type people about. You don't see anyone that's like obviously dressed in uniforms. You just see a lot of people. So you may be able to find someone to help you. But in addition to the people around, as you walk through the doors and into this exhibit, the first sort of antechamber of this exhibit is a little overwhelming. It is this sort of, 360 mural art installation type Love exhibit it. that has it has all of these I don't want to describe this I can see it very clearly in my head. So on the walls on all sides of this chamber, they're all sort of painted to look like the night sky and like a landscape uh, out at night. And actually you all having been the last refuge and knowing what an Arcanium looks like sort of amidst the wilderness, you actually sort of imagine that this is attempting to recreate the old original surroundings of the Arcanium before the city was built up around it, but at night. So there are stars and sort of the ceiling is all black, but there are also, there are these uh, red lights that's, that are that are very cleverly installed in the walls to make it look like maybe fires burning in the distance uh, in several places. In the room itself, there are four, four sort of, uh, I don't know, not quite obelisks, but like four little podiums uh, or stations or whatever that are built out into the area. And standing all around them are the startlingly realistic uh, statues, figures that are all dressed in robes and have have you know uh, hoods pulled up over their head. Although if you go up to any of them, you can see that they are all given faces and, and have, you know they have full sets of features. And they're surrounding each of these little like mini obelisks. These there's a word for what I'm the figure that I'm thinking of. I can't come up with what it is. Uh, but these sort of squat little pedestal podium things. There are figures surrounding each of them. Twelve figures surrounding each of them, holding hands, and you can hear piped into this room. Uh, you can't see speakers or anything anywhere, but piped into this room, you can hear this sort of quiet, low, ominous chanting. And you see a bunch of people that are sort of milling about this antechamber or, and sort of looking at the, the art here, but they're obviously waiting for something because uh, they're just sort of standing around chatting with each other, hanging out in this room. But that's oh what you god. see in this antechamber so far. Oh my god, it's going to be a 360 movie. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, We're going to lose our mind. Are we going to have to make a constitution check to make sure we don't poop ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> You him. broke him! <laughs> <laughs> Your mic's not picking up any of this. I'm not going to get any credit no. for my joke. <laughs> oh, no. I was la I was doing that horrible I can't breathe so I can't make noise when I laugh thing. That, was, that <laughs> just broke me. You're... Ace lit up, <laughs> and then you said poop. It was everything. I said poop. <laughs> yeah. I know. It was everything. Um. Wow. I'm so so excited about the tiki room. We're in the tiki room, but better. <laughs> I can smell your description of this place. Like I can smell a museum. Like I know exactly uh -huh. what this place smells like. Uh huh. Uh, so you guys hanging out? What are you? What are you all doing? Uh, moving on into the next part of the exhibit. Um. I want to find someone who looks like what we're looking for, who might speak one of our languages, and ask them. So who's nearby? Kind of take your pick. 
honestly. It feels like, you know, it's a bit like the Ark. There's at least two of every species on the island here. So whoever looks the friendliest, I'll ask them in that language if they speak the language. Okay. Uh, why don't you roll me an insight check, a wisdom insight check, Bria, to see how well you can identify uh, friendliness on these faces. <laughs> 18. Oh, damn it. All right. Uh, yes. I'm so you, uh, you wander up to... <laughs> You wander up to this um, this very sweet-looking uh, older, uh, I don't know, you tell me, elf, lizard folk? I feel like lizard folk. Okay, great. A sort of elderly lizard folk. Their eyes are a little, like, roomy and milky, and their scales aren't quite as burnished as some of the younger lizard folk. And she sees you coming and waves and then continues sort of standing there, unsure of what's happening. And I'll ask if she speaks Draconic. Uh, which in you draconic. ask in Draconic, yeah. presumably, yeah. <laughs> And she replies, oh, uh, yeah, yes, yes, I do. Your pronunciation is particular. Uh, and I'm going to say, we're clearly from out of town. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she laughs at that and goes, well, yes, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going to, um, I'm going to say, is there going to be a presentation? And what time does it start? Uh, she says, oh, yes, yes, every, every, every. 10 minutes. I didn't decide that beforehand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there is a, there is a, a brief, uh, a brief uh, show of sorts. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to say, I feel a little overwhelmed here because I was unaware that there was a different language. What language is everyone speaking? Like, what's the primary language here? Esperanto. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a name for the language. Uh, it's not English, uh, although that would amuse me greatly. Uh, but I, I, I don't, I don't know. She names a language for you that you've never. heard Let's of. just go with Esperanto. That's fantastic. Great, it's Esperanto. Great, I think that's great. Um, in fact, I can come up with an in-world reason why it's called Esperanto. So it is. She says Esperanto. Excellent. So happy. And then everybody else speaks Draconic too. So if anybody else wants to pipe in here, do they? I had no idea. You all speak Draconic. Yeah. And then I'll say. Um, do you think we have, no, I was going to ask if we have enough time to go to the other room while we're waiting for the no. show, but then they're not, they're not going to let me leave. So it doesn't matter. I don't know what else to say. Y'all I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm is talking there, to a stranger. <laughs> is there like a big sign or any, are there signs anywhere in this room that explain what this is that we could ask her about? <laughs> Actually, no. This this room doesn't seem like none of the none of the podiums have plaques. There isn't anything on the walls. Seems like, and you know, who knows if that's going to be the case in the rest of the exhibit? But at least in this antechamber, there's really nothing else other than the the you know murals on the walls and the figures and the podiums. Okay, I would like to ask. What is this place indicating the Arcanium? I want to I want to see what what it is to her and to the people. Oh, the the building, yeah. not the room. Uh, yeah, the building. The building for now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure, 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 sure. She says, uh, "Oh, well, it's it's the the history museum. The history just of this island or of this world?" Uh, she sort of uh, she she gets this this uh, lizard folk grin on, and uh, she says, "Oh, I 
I think you're really going to enjoy this presentation. And the presentation starts. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like torturing you all a little longer. No, yes. Well, uh, oh, go ahead. Well, before it does, I was, I I would like to ask her kindly if she would maybe translate for us roughly while it's happening, because I assume that we're not going to understand anything. But Uh, she says, "Oh, yes, um, sure." Let's let's move over here, and she sort of moves you off to like a corner where there aren't a ton of people, so that you won't disturb. But yeah, she'll she'll sort of translate a little bit for you. I'm gonna ask her what her can. name is now that we're familiar. Familiar with what? With her. <laughs> I I wouldn't like ask a stranger their name if I were asking them for directions. But now that she's gonna translate for us, I'd be like, "What's your name? Nice to meet you." Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah. So her name is Dorastrix. Asterix. I like that name. Oh, that's a lovely name. <laughs> is it Dor and then the rest of her name is in Asterix? It's actually, it's, uh, it's, it is in fact a pictogram of a door with, uh, with little stars on either side. <laughs> of it. No, it is not. Okay. So she shuffles you off uh, to, to that corner. And just as you arrive in that corner, uh, the lights in the, the starlight and the firelight on the sides begins to dim and sort of, you know, in a sort of house to half move uh, as the lights are at about half their original intensity. All of the people in this space, most of them are already sort of at the edges of the room, but if you were sort of wandering around, milling through, anyone who was still standing sort of in the center of the chamber at this house-to-half moment moves themselves either out of the room entirely or or to the, to the edges of the room, and they just sort of stand quietly in anticipation. And after a few moments, uh, once everyone has cleared the center, uh, the lights go completely out, which of course means nothing to the four of you who all have dark vision and uh, as well to many of the people here but you know old habits die hard or something (laughs) i don't know uh so the lights go out for a brief moment and there is all of a sudden this unearthly that feels wrong because we're not on earth but you know what i mean ungodly roar that just blares from the speakers and a few people jump and are startled and you know there are snickers around the room and the people who you know laughing at the people who who were startled and the roar ends and lights begin to appear four lights the four pedestals light up uh, in perfect sort of white light which casts these long shadows on the i guess 48 figures around the room are suddenly throwing these long shadows up on the walls as the pedestals at the center of each of the groupings lights up and that chanting that you all heard when you came in uh, begins to play over the sound system whatever that is uh, again at first quietly and slowly but surely rising in volume and on the ceiling of this room where originally there were you know it was painted black like the night sky with little pinpricks of stars a light appears on the ceiling, and it is uh, in the shape of a symbol. Intelligence history checks, please. Kit? Eight. So overwhelmed. Bria? Four. Amazing. Bizdira? I got the same as Kit. Eight. Jesus God, Flick? Eighteen. Okay, Flick, as soon as that symbol appears on the ceiling, you recognize it as a symbol, uh, one of the symbols of the cults that you found in the book back on the Eastern Island. Okay. The chanting continues 
and the symbol switches to another cult symbol and another and another. And there were dozens in that book that you uh, that you found in the library, uh, or that the second assistant librarian found and showed you, I suppose. And all of them are, you know, varying levels of familiar from, from those symbols that you found on that list. And as they cycle through, the lights on the pedestals begin to change. They begin to become colored, red, blue, yellow, and green. And the chanting grows louder. And that roar that you heard at the beginning of the presentation is also heard again softer much sound they've somehow made it sound like it's very far away and as all of these sounds get louder and louder and as the symbols on the ceiling sort of cycle through a bit faster and a bit faster and the lights on the pedestals get brighter and brighter the 48 figures all at once they all throw their arms upward and the symbol on the ceiling stops and it's one that has elements of all of of not all but of many of the other symbols but is not a configuration that any of you all at least immediately recognize from from that book of symbols uh, from back east but it stops as as all of the figures throw their arms up and uh, that symbol is there a sort of amalgam of lots of different symbols and a voice begins to speak over the loudspeaker. Uh, of course, in a language you don't understand, but after a few moments, Durastrix begins to translate for you. And she says, she, as she translates, and she, she sort of, her translations are sort of halting, and she does that thing where like, right, like sentence structure is different in a different language. So sometimes if you're trying to translate quickly, you like have to say sentences in English in sort of a weird order, right? Like, the cat of my brother ate yesterday its food, right? Because that's sort of the order that it's spoken in this language. So it's a little disjointed, but what you're getting from it is the mandate. Myths, legends, and truth. Throughout the ages, organizations have sought for various reasons to empower themselves and call forth the central power. She pauses while it keeps speaking, and eventually she starts translating again, and she says, Misguided though they may have been, their knowledge was integral into our research and understanding of the mandate. And with that, some of the, some of the figures begin to uh, sort of sink down into the ground, little trap doors open, and they sort of retract as it were, into the ground, uh, and the voice continues, and eventually Durastrix continues, and she says, Over the years, those with misguided methods, intentions, and goals were slowly weeded out until only those who truly understood the mandate remained. And at this point, there are only a few, like maybe two, uh, it doesn't seem like it's, it's, it's not the same at every pedestal, but two or three uh, figures remain at each pedestal by the time the voice is finished with that section. Those who remain spread the mandate and began our true work in earnest. For we all know, and at this point, Durastrix goes from lagging a few moments behind 
whatever this voice is saying to clearly speaking in time with it, although she is still translating, and everyone else in the room in this other language speaks along with the recording. As they say in unison in this other language, and Durastrix says it in the language that you understand, uh, they say, The central power is dangerous. The central power is inevitable. The central power is the key. Research, prepare, summon, destroy. Oh, shit. And that is where we're going to leave it for this week. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out what else is in this museum. Also, what the fuck does that mandate mean? You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at at dndlastrefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. If you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more tabletop role-playing, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupp, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Mastera, Kate, Bria, and Blake. Happy gaming, y'all. This is so cool. I have a side note about this. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part about when she does this, it, well, two things. One, she knows what she's doing. And two, she leans in, she leans in. and smiles and waits until we all have a false sense of security that we're moving on. <laughs> she always looks wistfully into yes. the distance, too. <laughs>